This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Army is changing its process for how it will pair soldiers with their assignments. The hope is to fit soldiers in spots where they'll excel and be happier. In order to do that, though, the service needs one thing, data. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni joins me in studio to explain this part of the Army's newest personnel overhaul. And, Scott, this is part of that big people strategy rolled out earlier this week by the Chief of Staff, General McConville, and he was talking about officers. Tell us about this part of the strategy. Right. So just to, as a, a reminder that uh, personnel strategy, the people strategy, is partly to bring the Army out of this industrial age of personnel that they've been in. So the, the whole point is to manage more deliberately, to bring the Army into this information age, and to stop using people as pawns and really put them in places where they actually might enjoy being and uh, to give them some preferences to where they they might be. So they're starting very small right now with this uh, battalion command assessment program. They've chosen more than 800 people uh, to kind of go into this and be the next uh, battalion commanders. And they're going to be going through these extensive tests to give a more 3D picture of the candidates. So they're going to have a fitness test, a writing test, oral test, all that kind of stuff. Uh, And then in the end, they're going to pick the people that are best for that position. Now, they know what a person's record has been and what they've done. I mean, they know a lot about people that they're selecting for battalion commander or promoting out of that into a higher rank. What what are some of the new data sets, new information about people that they're trying to put together? Yeah, so there's a lot that they're going to be asking for. They're asking for actually 25 different attributes, and that's everything from hobbies. You know, if you like uh, in your spare time using ham radios or, you know, something like that, you might be a good electronic warfare person or, or you know, communications person. Um, they're also asking for, for resume, certificates, education, uh, you know, really anything that can possibly give them a hint as to what they could possibly do to, to help out the Army. And there's actually sort of a funny uh, anecdote that – uh, the uh, Gen- Major General Cal- Joseph Callaway, who's the commander of HR Command, Human Resources Command, he said the Army was looking at kind of graduate school soldiers to go into their next position, but they didn't even have the GPA. That was just part of the data that they had not. Uh, their grades. Right, yeah. And so, you know, how, you know, they only had this very two dimensional look at these people, what their past performance was and, you know, what they're doing now. And so there's all these different metrics that the Army can now collect. And then used to, uh, you know, be more successful in putting people in, in places that will be helpful and helping out the units get the people that will be best for them as well. And so it sounds like they're trying to have a retention component here because if people are happier in their assignments, maybe they'll stay longer. Right. It's definitely a retention uh, issue. And, you know, it's it's not only that, but just getting the army to work better in a near peer adversary uh, type of, of area. You know, information age, you have things that are a lot more um, specialized. You know, you have specialized cyber, you have specialized, um, you know, electronic warfare, all that kind of stuff. It's not like you just give someone a gun and just tell them to go, uh, you know, fight like in World War Two. Sure. And also, is there direct commissioning? That's been around for a while, but I think the new enablement from Congress allows a greater range of and greater range of ranks to have direct commission. Right. And and that is something that, that they're going to be using sparingly, but uh, you know, it, it will happen and that's especially for things like cyber and, and you know, those those areas where it's hard to, to bring in talent. We're speaking with Federal News Network Scott Massioni. And as you said earlier, this is part of a bigger strategy, a bigger process change that the Army is going through for its personnel, what else do we need to know about that? 
Right. So what they're really working on, we, we talked about this 800, but these battalion commanders, there's 800 of them that are going to be going into this new new program. But as a larger sense, this newest permanent change of station move that's going to be happening, it's going to have 14,000 soldiers. Those attributes that we talked about, well, those are going. this is going to be the first PCS move that's going to have those attributes informing the army where they'll go, and it's going to be pairing the units and the, the soldiers. So right now they have uh, um, in in the beginning of October, the past you know two weeks, they've given soldiers the opportunity to go in, update their stuff, uh, their information on what's called AIM 2.0. That stands for the Assignment Interactive Module. So right now they have about six thousand so far, and they've created one hundred and fifty two thousand different data points for attributes. And that's really that that three D picture that I was talking about. You know, that's how they're using that data. And uh, within that. The, the soldiers have the opportunity to put in their preferences on where they want to work. You know, I want to go to Fort Polk. I want to go to Fort Benning. I want to go wherever. And the units have the opportunity to say, you know, I want this person or someone like this with these attributes. Uh, and one of the things that, that the Army is trying to tell the soldiers to do is to preference deep. You know, don't just put five in. Put like 20 preferences in uh, because they, they really are trying to build a big picture of, of what you are and what you want. It's almost like medical school matching on steroids, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, that that's very similar. You know, you have those residency programs and things you can just kind of uh, fit in. So this this is uh, a, a new way to make the personnel system more individualized and personalized. But how can the review boards that decide these things ultimately deal with 152 data points? Do I smell data analytics here? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that's one of the things that they're talking about is it's going to take a while before they get all the glitches out. This is the first trial. It's a smaller trial. It's not like the big summer move where people are really uh, getting different assignments. So this is uh, 14,000. They're going to be using analytics. They're going to be tweaking them and, and all those sorts of things. But they're hoping that this AIM module, which will eventually in 2021 turn into the integrated pay and personnel system for for the army will uh you know really integrate all this stuff into one big uh, it system that that the army can use and in following all of this and i know you were at the association for the u.s army conference talking to a lot of officers as we all have been this past week do you get the sense that this could migrate out of the army and perhaps to the other armed services the tools that uh, the army is developing Definitely. And I know for a, a fact that the Navy is working on their own system that uh, they think is going to be much like IPS-A, and they're going to be working on, on similar things. And the Air Force is already talking about uh, getting preferences from, from some of their airmen as well. So, uh, you know, some of these things, if not if they're not already implemented, will be implemented throughout the force as a whole. Um, you know, the Marine Corps is probably the one that will be a little less since they're, uh, you know, tougher uh, and are needed in more expeditionary type areas. But, you know, there, it may be very likely that they'll change, too. The, the new uh, commandant said that he thinks that personnel is important and that, uh, you know, they need to change their, their policies as well. And what do the Army brass anticipate will be their metrics for success for this experiment? So they can see if diversity is being implemented, right, and make sure that there's not one commander that says – since – the decision-making is being pushed down to these commanders. They can see that this commander is not picking only people from this unit or only white people or, or things like that, and they can have that conversation with that person if they're noticing those things. At the same time, you can also look for things like nepotism. If you're always getting your buddy from you know wherever to go uh, for certain jobs, that's something that they can easily see and, and, and see through. So they want to squeeze the bias out of the system, and will 
they'd be looking at things like retention rates and so on to see if the overall picture is working right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's something that the Army always looks into. And, and I don't know if they're going to have necessarily metrics to correlate these two things together. But, uh, you know, I think this is something that the Army's banking on that will help them make soldiers happier and also make families happier because they can move somewhere that's closer to their their grandma, you know, or, or you know, someone that they care about and not have to be 10,000 miles away. And hopefully their grandma doesn't live in Afghanistan or something. Right, exactly. Federal News Network Scott Mascioni, thanks so much. Thank you. Be sure to check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. All I want for Christmas is a DWI. Yeah, said no one ever. Impaired driving kills the holiday spirit. Drive sober, drive smart. Extra enforcement now on Minnesota roads. A message from the Minnesota Department of Public Safety.